KMTT, Kinitzion Tetzei Torah, today's Thursday. We have the weekly shiur in topics in Hilchot Kashrut, given by Harav Asaf Bednash. The issue of the use of one sink for washing both milchik and fleshik dishes is hotly debated among the contemporary poskim. At first glance, it would seem that it should certainly be usser to wash milchik and fleshik dishes in the same sink. When you wash, say, milchik dishes first, the milk residue gets absorbed into the sink by the hot water and makes the sink milchik. If you then wash fleshik dishes in that same sink, you are washing dirty fleshic dishes in a milchik sink which is like cooking the meat residue in a milchik pot which certainly causes everything present to become treif however a sink is fundamentally different from a milchik or fleshic pot No water is actually cooked in the sink. It is not what we call a kli rishon, the original utensil in which the water is cooked. Rather, water is merely poured into the sink from the kli rishon. If we assume the faucet, which is attached through the pipes in the house to the boiler, is part of a kli rishon, then the water from the faucet lands on the sink. And that is what we call Eroy Klirishon, water poured from the original utensil in which it was cooked, which is halachically considered somewhat more lenient than a Klirishon itself. The status of Eroy Klirishon is debated by Tosvot, Shabbos, Dafben Beis, and Zvachim, and other locations. The accepted psak in Shulchan Aruch Simen Kofhei is that we follow the conclusion of the Baalei HaTosvot, of the Tosafists, and assume that Eroy is Mivashel Kedei Klipa, that unlike a Kli Rishon itself, which has the power to cook any food placed inside it, the water which is poured out of a Kli Rishon and landing on a cold surface only has the power to cook the Klipa, the outermost layer that it, in, that it hits, but not to penetrate into the item it hits. So if, for example, one were to pour hot water onto a potato... One could cook the peel of the potato, perhaps, but no deeper than that. Similarly, if hot water from the faucet hits the sink, it can cause taste to be absorbed or emitted from the outermost layer of the sink, but not from the entire thickness of the sink. However, this would seem to still be halachically problematic 
as when washing milchik dishes, the milk will be absorbed into the outermost layer of the sink, and then when washing fleshik dishes, the milk taste will come out of that outermost layer of the sink and mix with the meat residue. Can we find an angle to permit using the same sink for milchik and fleshik? Perhaps. The Ramah and the Shach in Simen Tzadihe of Yordea Seif Gimel debate whether Eroy water poured from a Klebishon is hot enough to cause a taste to rather to emit the taste from one item and cause it to be absorbed into a utensil. Certainly we poskin that Eroy has the power to transfer taste from a food to a food. But that is because foods are very soft and easily permeated. Does Eroy have the power to transfer taste from food into a utensil? So the Ramah is Mako. He says, That while Eroy of hot milk, the Ramah admits, as the Mephorshim explained, if Eroy of hot, mit, hot milk, says the Ramah in Simon Sadi Bet, hits a fleshic pot, that hot milk will be absorbed in the fleshic pot and trafe it up. If Eroy of hot chicken soup hits a milchic dish, it will trafe up that milchic dish. If Eroy of hot pork soup hits a kosher, lands on a kosher utensil, it will be absorbed in that utensil. But if Eroy of mere water lands on food and a utensil, the Ramah holds that Eroy is not hot enough to cause the taste to go from the food, from the cold food, into a cold utensil. So according to the Ramah, so long as one didn't pour hot chicken soup or hot milk into the sink, the hot water coming out of the stout would never cause the taste of the food sitting in the sink to be absorbed into the sink itself, and the sink would always remain parif. That is one angle based on which we could permit use of the sink. However, we cannot rely on this heter because the shach, right there in Simon Sadi Hay, Seif Gimel, argues on the Ramah and Paskins 100% that Eroy from a Klirishon, such as water coming out of the faucet, does have the power to cause the taste to be transferred from a cold food into a cold utensil. So certainly, the water coming out of the faucet would be able to transfer taste from the uh, milk or meat residue into the sink and make the sink milchic or fleshic, thus creating a halachic problem. Shach is not certain about whether Ewer would have the power to transfer taste from a cold, clean utensil into another cold, clean utensil, 
But even in that case, he is machmer under most circumstances and assumes that Eroy has the power to transfer taste from anything into anything. Not to penetrate all the way through, only to transfer taste into the outer, from the outermost layer into the outermost layer. But nonetheless, it transferred taste and therefore our sinks would absorb when the water, when the faucet is turned on and the hot water lands on the sink. So according to the Ramah, there is, he can definitely be mako regarding the halachic status of sinks. But, according to the Shach, whom we follow, la halacha, this heter would not be valid. A second angle, based on which we could perhaps be lenient, is based on the observation of the prima gudim. The prima gudim observes in the aforementioned Simon Sadi Seif Gimel, as well as a few other locations in Yoridea, that when a stream of hot water, Erechlirishon, hits a utensil and, cause, and causes taste to be emitted from the outermost layer of that utensil, the taste which is emitted from the outermost layer is going to be very small in quantity. Think of a stream of water hitting the sink and only bringing the taste out of the uppermost layer of that sink. Whatever taste comes out of the sink will certainly be, maybe not certainly, but will probably be less than a sixtieth the volume of the stream of water itself. In which case, says the Prima Gaudim, in many cases we can often assume that even if the sink is trafe, even if the sink absorbs milk and it absorbs meat and the sink is considered trafe, nonetheless, when the hot water hits that sink and takes the trafe taste out of the sink, that trafe taste will not be able to cause the transfer to any utensils into the sink. The trafe sink will not be able to trafe up any dishes because whatever trafe taste comes out of the sink comes out of only the uppermost layer of the sink. The uppermost layer of glazed coating, I guess if it's porcelain, or the uppermost layer of steel, stainless steel, and is bottle bashishim to the stream of water, and therefore halachically null and void. However, it seems to be that this primagodim is also not a valid halachic reason for permitting the use of sinks for milky and fleshik, because there is an established halachic principle whose source is in the Gemara Beitza Daftalad, Ein Mevatlin Only with the Evid, once something is already done, we can rely on the rule of Bittel Bashishim and say the Isra was nullified in 60 parts of permitted substance of Heter. But Lechachila, initially one can never create a situation where one is relying on Bittel Bashishim. Therefore, perhaps, if someone already used the sink for meat and milk and washed dishes in a treif sink, we could say, well, whatever treif taste came out of the sink was only a very small amount from the outermost layer that the water hit, and it was less than a sixtieth of the water that, that, that streamed into the sink, and therefore, we could be makil. But that will never permit us to initially use the sink in such a fashion, because we can never 
use a little treif and rely on bittel b'shishim. Therefore, this doesn't really help us practically in terms of permitting use of a sink for milchik and fleshik. However, Rav Moshe Feinstein, in his Shut Igrot Moshe, Yordea, Chelek Aleph, Simen Membet, comes up with a third reason, which he explains would permit use of a sink for milchik and fleshik dishes. Certainly, he relies on the first two reasons as well. Again, according to the Ramah, as long as there's just food in a sink with hot water pouring into that sink, the water cannot get the taste from the food into the sink. So according to the Ramah, all the sinks are pyruv in the first place, which is a factor, a tzad lohakel, a factor arguing for leniency. Likewise, the Primagodim says, even if the sink is treif, whatever treif's taste might come out of the sink would be bottled shishim, which is a factor for leniency. But neither of those are actually practical kula. The Ramah adds a third factor, however, which he believes, certainly given the assistance of the first two factors, <coughs> is a practical, can be practically relied on, lekula. And that is based on the comment of the Shach, a cryptic comment of the Shach, in Simen Tzadihei Se'if Yudchet, quoting the Yisr Veheter. The Shach is of the opinion that if you pour treif soup onto a pile of dishes, the first dish it hits becomes treif. You pour hot treif soup, that is. The first dish it hits becomes treif. But when it slides off that first dish and lands on the second dish, that second dish remains kosher. Now this is <clears throat> somewhat peculiar because we generally assume that Eroy Clearishon, even if that water poured from a Clearishon is traveling along a cold surface, will still have the power to be absorbed into a utensil and forbid it. For example, the Shulchan Aruch, the Ramah discussed in Simen Tzadi Bet, Se'if Zayin, the Ramah tells us that if you, you pour water, or rather, if you pour hot milk, hot milk is poured onto a counter, and fills down that, rolls down that counter until it hits a fleshic pot. It will be absorbed into that fleshic pot and cause that fleshic pot to become treif. So, then, why does the shach tell us that? And the shach agrees. So, if the milk that spits, rolls down a fleshic, hot milk rolling down a counter and hitting a fleshic pot will make that fleshic pot treif, why will treif soup landing on a pile of dishes and spilling from dish to dish not make all the dishes treif? This is a very difficult problem. The Chavot Da'at dealt with this problem, although his solution is somewhat unsatisfactory. The Primugadim dealt with this question and in the end was so confused that he said he can't figure out what the Shach could possibly have been thinking since we don't understand the issue that we should be machmer and assume that 
any this treif soup that spills from dish to dish will in fact make all the dishes treif because he can't understand why the shach would have paskin lakula would have been lenient about this okay many achronim the minchad yitzchak and other contemporary poskim follow the primagodim and assume that all the dishes are treif however Rav Moshe Feinstein believed that if the shach says something we should try our best to explain it in a way that is logical and makes sense. And therefore, came up with a Chiddush. It's an established principle in Simon Sadi Betz, if Zion, that if this milk is spilling down a counter and hits a fleshic pot, it has the power to be absorbed into that fleshic pot and make a trace. Hot liquid that is pouring down a surface still has the power to, mit, to be absorbed into a pot and make a treif. However, if it is if there is not an unbroken stream, but there's a broken stream, some milk spills, but it's not all attached in an unbroken stream to its source. There's some milk in the empty space, some milk, and it's, it's pouring down this, rolling down this counter in drips and drabs in a broken stream, then, since it is traveling on a cold surface, and it, in a broken stream, it certainly loses its heat, and it has no power to be absorbed into anything, or cause any kli, any utensil, to become usr. Rav Moshe Feinstein was mechadesh, that if a stream of water hits one dish, and even if in, in an unbroken stream it spills from dish to dish, since it hit one dish, and the f- direction of the flow was broken, and instead of continuing to flow straight down, it bounces sideways and rolls off the side. As we all know, if you pour something onto a surface, not if you gently pour it along a surface, but if you pour something from high up onto a surface, it will splash and then start moving sideways. Even if that stream is unbroken, Rav Moshe says that's considered a broken stream, because it hit one surface and splashed, and that broke the thrust of the initial pouring. Therefore, says Ramosha Feinstein, if something is poured from high up and lands on a surface and then splashes sideways, even if technically the stream has not been broken, that is considered a broken stream and it's considered to be cooled off by the splashing sideways and no longer has the power to be absorbed into anything or cause any utensil to become forbidden. That is how he explains the logic of the shach who tells us that if you pour hot liquid onto a pile of dishes, it can only be absorbed into the first dish, but not the subsequent dishes. Based on this logic, Rav Moshe argues that when hot water lands in the sink, the hot water lands in the faucet on one part of the sink. And then it splashes and begins to flow sideways all over the sink. Moshe Weinstein believes that hot water can only cause taste to be absorbed, can only cause a blia in the exact spot where it landed in the sink. But when it starts flowing sideways and diffusing through the sink, it is already cooled off and can no longer cause any taste to be absorbed. Based on this understanding, Ramosha points out that in a standard sink, the faucet certainly only hits. The, fl- the stream of water coming from the faucet, depending on how you aim the faucet, 
can only hit a few spots in the sink. But even in some of the fancier sinks where you can move the faucet around, nonetheless, paste will only be absorbed Paste will only be absorbed into the exact spot where the flow of water from the faucet initially hits the sink, not where it subsequently flows or splashes or spreads throughout the sink. If so, says Ramosha Feinstein, that as long as, if so, then that causes two significant kulas. Number one, the sink will probably never become trafe. Because, assuming you're only using your sink for kosher, the only way the sink could become trafe, if the hot water lands on a dish and then flows onto the sink, that's already a broken broken flow on a surface, and will not be absorbed into the sink at all. Only if it lands directly on the sink, but of course if it lands directly on the sink, it will not cause anything to be absorbed but water. It will only cause a taste to be absorbed in the sink if it lands directly on the sink where there is a little milk or meat residue on that exact spot. So already, it will usually not cause any taste to be absorbed in the sink unless there happens to be meat or milk residue sitting right on the sink in the exact spot where the water lands from the faucet initially on the sink. And even though that will happen once in a while, it will still not cause the sink to become trafe, only milchik or fleshik. Even if on the same spot the water lands directly from the faucet on a, a little milk residue, and two days later lands in that exact same spot on a little meat residue, it will still not cause the sink to become trafe. Because since there are 24 hours between the absorption of the meat and the milk, it will cause the sink to become milchik, perhaps, and fleshik, but not trafe, because the milchik taste was already eno ben yomo, it was 24 hours old and stale by the time the fleshic taste was absorbed, so they could never combine to become basar b'chalav, to become treif. Milk and meat can only become treif if meat combines with a fresh, freshly absorbed taste of milk, or vice versa. If meat taste combines with an old absorption of milk, that will not make the sink treif. So the sink can only become treif if the water lands directly from the faucet on a drop of milk on the sink, bottom, and within the next 24 hours lands on that same exact spot on a drop of meat gravy. says that is highly unlikely. Therefore, the sink is likely to never become treif. Now, of course, the sink could still become milchik, but that is not necessarily a problem because of the heter of not bar not. The sink is a first taste of milk, taste that comes out of the sink is a secondary taste of milk and a secondary taste of milk will not cause a meat utensil to become forbidden. So, since the sink is probably never a trace, then it will never be a problem to wash dishes in that sink. Not to mention the fact, says Ramosha, a second factor. Even if, through some weird coincidence, the sink did become trace, the water landed from the faucet directly on a drop of milk and 23 hours later, landed directly on a drop of meat gravy in the same exact spot. So that spot of the milk became trafe. That spot of the sink, sorry, became trafe. Even if that spot of the sink is trafe, it is highly unlikely that that would ever cause the dishes to become trafe. 
because <coughs> not to mention the fact that whatever trafe is in that spot of the sink would be bottle bashish and less than a sixtieth of the stream of water. Okay, but we don't rely on bittel bashish and lachila. Not to mention the fact that any dishes you wash more than twenty four hours later would only absorb an old taste of trafe and would not be affected halachically. But we don't rely on that lachila either. And therefore that does not permit the initial use of the sink. Barav Moshe says, any taste <coughs> that came out of the sink into the water from that trafe spot would only be able to forbid to be absorbed into something in that exact spot. Because once the water spreads sideways, it is now a broken stream and no longer hot enough to be absorbed. So, if there was a dish over that spot, the water would hit the dish and never hit that spot directly. If there was no dish in that spot, then the water would hit that spot and then flow sideways, but by the time it flowed sideways, it wouldn't be able to be absorbed into a utensil anymore. So it would be highly unlikely, even if, it's highly unlikely that any spot in the sink could become trafe, and even if it did, it's highly unlikely that that trafe could spread to a utensil. Because if there's a utensil on that spot, it'll block the water from directly hitting that spot. And if the water does directly hit that spot and then flows sideways onto a utensil, once the flow is broken, it is no longer hot enough to cause a taste to be absorbed. Perhaps if, let's say, you had a, uh, a, uh, a utensil which was sort of half covering that spot and the flow of water could at the same time hit the trace part of the sink and the utensil all at once, which are right next to each other and cause the taste to be absorbed the trace taste to be absorbed in that little piece of that utensil, that itself is highly unlikely to start with. So Moshe says, the odds of causing having any problem, causing any actual taste to be transferred from a trace sink into dishes, of getting any trace taste into your dishes, is so low as to be highly unlikely. Not to mention the fact, says Moshe Feinstein, that those who are makeable to use a sink for meat and milk dishes usually put them on a little rack anyway. So the dishes don't directly sit on the sink anyway. If the dishes don't directly sit on the sink, then certainly there's no way for the taste to come out of the sink and into the dishes because the water first hits the dishes and then the sink. So how could the taste flow up? Even if some trafe taste was emitted from the sink into the water, it wouldn't flow upstream back into the dishes, which are a centimeter or two higher. So, says Ramosha Feinstein, he likes the idea that people have <coughs> that he recommends using a little rack for meat or milk dishes, but strictly, even if the dishes might, a spoon or fork might fall through that rack and actually land in the bottom of the sink, Ramosha's of the opinion that fundamentally there is no problem strictly washing milk and fleshing dishes in the same sink as we have explained. Of course, not, as we have explained. Most people in our communities follow the opinion of Ramosha Feinstein, and if they have one sink, it's obviously better to have two sinks, both because you avoid the whole halachic issue and because it's just simply convenient. Um, but if they only have one sink, many people follow Ramosha Feinstein. Now they make sure to clean the sink thoroughly between washing milk and meat dishes so that there's no actual milk or meat left in the sink. And also, 
one should make sure not to pour hot milk or hot chicken soup directly into the sink. Only pour... If you have hot chicken soup, for some reason you want to throw it in the garbage, let it cool down before you pour it into the sink. <coughs> but you, many people rely on Ramosha and wash milk and fleshy dishes in the same sink using a rack as Ramosha recommends. But even if they would not use a rack, perhaps that wouldn't be recommended as just being on the safe side. Or if they use a rack but the silverware falls through the rack and lands on the bottom of the sink, that's still permitted based on Rav Moshe's Chiddush that the sideways flow after the water hits the sink is considered a broken flow on a cold surface and no longer has any significant heat and can cause no taste to be absorbed. And therefore, number one, it's highly unlikely that any spot in the sink would ever become trafe. And number two, it's highly unlikely that even if it were trafe, it would be able to trafe up any dishes. Of course, there are those who are more machmir. Rav Weiss and Shutman Chas Yitzchak, Simon. Kof Aleph, I believe. In the Shut, Minchas Yitzchak, Chelik Beisim and Kof, is very machmer on this issue. And he denies Rav Moshe's Kiddush and assumes that any hot water coming out of the faucet that hits the sink and then spreads to any area of the sink has the power to cause ta'am to be absorbed and transferred from one item to another item. Therefore, he assumes that since there's always meat and milk residue falling on the bottom of the sink, the sink absorbs milk all over every time you wash milk, milchik, the sink absorbs meat all over every time you wash fleshik, certainly the sink becomes trafe. And if you put any dish in the trafe sink and let the water run, it would hit the trafe sink and then flow over the dish, and it would cause the taste of the trafe sink to be absorbed into the dish, because he assumes, unlike Ramosha Feinstein, rather like the Prima Godin, that water, a flow of hot water, which hits the surface and spreads along that surface, is always hot enough to cause calm to be to cause taste to be absorbed. He recommends then that one have two, someone who has, he recommends that you have two sinks. If you have one sink, you should have a basin a solid basin for meat dishes and you wash your meat dishes in that basin. Nothing goes in the, nothing touches the sink at all. The water flows into the basin. Nothing touches the sink and you wash your milk dishes in one basin, your fleshic dishes in another basin. He adds some other chumras as well, but those are perhaps chumra, yuteroth, excessive chumra, but his basic opinion, his basic shita is that once you wash fleshic dishes in a fleshic basin where all the water goes into the basin and nothing goes into the sink, only afterwards spill all the dirty water into the sink, wash milchic dishes in a milchic basin, everything goes in the basin, nothing f- flows into the sink, only afterwards spill the dirty water into the sink and assume that the sink is trafe, but your dishes are fine because you wash them in an enclosed basin and the water that you wash dishes in never touches the sink at all. Many people follow this opinion. 
uh, follow this opinion as well. It seems most one of the uh, factors that Minchas Yitzchak brings in in his opinion is that we want to make sure never to rely on any leniencies and to ensure that nothing we do is even halachically questionable. One of the factors Ramosha Feinstein brings in, in addition to the fact that he believes that his opinion is not halachically questionable, but is the halachic truth, is that we don't want to make life too difficult for those who wash dishes, and therefore it is preferable if the strict halacha tells us something is mutter to be mekel in order not to make people's lives unduly difficult rather than try to ensure that one doesn't enter into halachic questions or anything questionable in the first place and make people's lives difficult seems fairly clear that Ramosha Feinstein is right about the philosophical argument if something is strictly permissible halachically we shouldn't make people's lives difficult and require everyone to adhere to a higher standard of not even entering into halachic issues or questions and doing things which don't even require halachic analysis because they're so obviously permissible on the basic halachic question however of whether strictly halachically using one sink for milk and fleshic dishes is permissible or not there's room for both opinions. Rav Moshe, who assumes that the water that spreads out all over the sink is no longer considered hot, would, is then correct in assuming that strictly one can wash milk and fleshic dishes in the same sink. The Minchas Yitzchak, who assumes that any water that spreads anywhere in the sink is all considered one unbroken flow from the faucet is then correct in assuming that, strictly speaking, one may not wash milk and fleshic dishes in the same sink. Halacha it is hard to determine exactly who is correct. However, given the additional factors that, according to the Ramah, as opposed to the Shach, Eurekli will never cause taste to be transferred from food to a sink under any circumstances. So, according to the Ramah, it is certainly permissible and the whole machloket is only within the opinion of the shach, and given the fact that bidyeved dishes are probably always kosher anyway, because whatever treif taste may have been absorbed into the sink and come out into the water is probably batal b'shishim, seems that those who follow the practice of Moshe Feinstein, and especially given the fact that they wash dishes on racks, and only sometimes those dishes will fall through the rack and land on the sink, have much halachic reasoning to rely on and should certainly feel comfortable following the opinion of Rav Moshe Feinstein.